Some people have seen where God has brought you from. They don't really understand it. They don't know your story. Not imagine, not imagine. The pain, the trials, the pain, the trials I've had. You don't know, you don't know my story. You don't know the days. I was at my lowest, at my lowest. How are you? I'm doing good. Yes, mine too, Ashley. How are you? I pray that this is going to bless you. This is a new day. This is a new day. Good afternoon, everyone. Y'all come on in and be blessed. Y'all come on in. Let's listen to John P. Key. You don't know my story. You don't know my story. Never. Here's my story. Life in favor upon me. It's brought me out. Is it bringing you out? Did he tell you? Life in favor upon me. He brought me out. Ooh, the Lord will bring you out. Yes. Life in favor. 
life and favor upon me He brought me out Life and favor Lord have mercy Lord have mercy. Thank you. Yes, he is. He is already out just for me. Come on. Life and favor upon me. Life and favor upon me, he brought me out. I'm delivered, here's my story. Life and favor upon me, he brought me out. Lord have mercy. Yes, life and favor upon me. He brought me out. I'm delivered. Here's my story. Lord, have mercy. Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. Listen, I'm giving you all some more time to come on through. To come on through, come on through, come on through. Y'all share this to your pages. Invite some of your friends and family in. We're going on in Jesus' name. Amen. We are going on in Jesus' name. He's out and so hard for you. Wish you would see her taking care of him right now. Lord have mercy. God is out. And he is ready to bring others out into his fold. Amen. Amen. God is good. And God is worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Y'all come on in. We're going on in Jesus' name. I want to first thank you for those who have been tuning in. For those who have been following me as I follow Christ. For those who have been on this Bible study journey with me since uh, January the 6th. Amen. And today is day 61. And today's lesson on this morning is a new day. A new day coming from um, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. And for those of you who are, who are tuning in for the first time, and you may be watching for the first time, 
Um, I am Elder Serena Holloway, and I have been teaching Bible study from uh, the 366 Days Devotion for Couples, Mr. and Mrs. And so I decided to um, name it Mr. and Mrs. Devotions Coupled Together Bible Study. Because, you know, right now we are still in a pandemic. Some states are still asking us to be mandated and wearing our masks and um, go, uh, social distancing and, you know, sanitizing, washing your hands, you know, be careful, be cautious where you're going, who you are around. Um, it's not as bad as it was in 2020, but here we are in 2021. And there are still some people that are being cautious and not going into the house of the Lord. There are some people that are in nursing homes that are not able to go into the house of the Lord. There are people that are in their hospital beds and they're not able to go into the house of the Lord. But those of you who are able body, who are able body, and you have your legs, you have your arms, you have your hands, you have your life, and you're able to get up and go into the house of God. That's where you should or ought to be because of your relationship with the Lord. And for those of you who are just in that place of not being sure, and you know you're watching uh, uh, church uh, church services on social media, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Periscope, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, you know, I just felt like this is a place and this is an area where I want it to be. For those who are not able to get out, for those who don't have a church home, for those who have been church hurt by people and decide, you know, they don't want to go and do anything else. So this is what I decided to do. And God has been carrying me. God has been keeping me. God has been giving me. God has been showing me. I've been the example. Amen. And so this is just not me teaching you. But even with me doing the Bible study lessons, it's showing me. It's teaching me. It's a, a, a growing me. You know, amen. It's encouraging me as well. So we're supposed to be helpers one to another. We're supposed to be growing together. We're supposed to be teaching and preaching the word of God, trying to bring sinners into a place of repentance, trying to be, trying to bring unbelievers into a place of believing. Amen. And so, you know, that's, that's just where I'm at right now. And, you know, of course, um, when God gave me, can we talk about it live back in 2009? I had no idea that it was for TV. I, I didn't. I, I, I thought it was for the in-house, not realizing that it's not just for the in-house, it's also for the outhouse. Amen. And so when um, the Lord gave, well, showed me the scripture, you know, to be instant, to be instant in season and out of season. Yes, sometimes you have to encourage, but yes, sometimes you have to reprove. Yes, sometimes you have to give the word um, harsh and sometimes you have to rebuke. So, but you do it in love. You do it with meekness. That's what Galatians chapter 6, it teaches us. When we find our brethren overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual are to restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, lest I also may find yourself tempted or in that place that um, that they are. In the same way you would want to bring somebody else, well, the same way you would want somebody to bring you out, it's your responsibility as a Christian, as a leader, as a servant of the Lord to help bring somebody else out, to help bring restoration to their life, to bring them out of sin and to bring them into Jesus Christ, to bring them into salvation. Amen. And so to, 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 to excuse me, to let them know that um, forgiveness is real. Yes, it's sometimes it's a struggle. It really is. Sometimes it's a struggle when you are really trying to live right and you're really trying to, to be right. And at times, 
it has you in places that you just never thought that you would even be in. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. I thank God for Connie being on here. I thank God for Ashley on here. I'm not sure if some of you are still on. I thank God for Khadijah being on here. So I pray, I do, I pray every day that whatever I say from the word of God is going to bless you, is going to push you, is going to encourage you, is going to bring you out of sin and bring you into restoration. It's going to help you to know that um, repentance is real. You, you have to ask for repentance every day. Your life should be about prayer. Prayer and forgiveness and repentance. Amen. And so um, I started with this month of March. Marching into your vision. I've been asking everybody that watches. I've been um, letting everybody know. Get you a poster board. And we're calling it our vision board. And you are to create a vision board. Create what you want your life to be. Create where you want it to go. Create if you want to be married. If you want to just live for the Lord. If you want to do ministry. If you want to be an entrepreneur. Whatever you want to see yourself going into through the rest of your life, put it on a vision board. You got to put action to what you want in your life. You just can't speak it. You just can't say it. You just can't write it down, but you got to put action to it. So if you got to put action to it, how in the world am I going to put action to my vision board? You're going to make it happen. You're going to, you're going to invest. You're going to save your finances. You're going to re reach out for resources. You're going to make it happen through the strength of the, of the Lord, through the strength. The Bible tells us in Philippians 4 and 13 that I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Hey, Connie, I love you. Amen. Yes, and that's all, that's my this is my the my my thing. I just want to show you um, how to live for the Lord, how to build your relationship with the Lord. Find you a church home that you can go to and you can worship with other believers. You can grow with other believers. You can learn with other believers. Amen. And so I'm not going to hold you much longer. We're going to go into the lesson on today, and I'm excited and I thank God that. Um, that he woke me up this morning. This is a new day. To, uh, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not promised. And all you have is right now. This day. So we consider this day a new day. You've all heard. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. And we will be glad in it. Amen. And that is what God wants us to do. He wants us to be glad. He wants us to rejoice and be glad in our new day amen and so today is day 61 which is march 6 2021 our lesson for today is a new day for those of you who have your books you can follow along with me if you don't have the book that is written by rob and joanna legan then you can follow along with us if you have questions write it in the comment box you need prayer write it in the comment box amen um you don't understand something you can put it in the comment box or you can inbox me. Amen. And I will try my best to walk you through whatever the misunderstanding that you have. Amen. Concerning the word of God. So again, today is March 6th. 
it's our topic our, our bible study topic is a new day so lord god we want to thank you for this day that you have made and lord god i want to ask you that you'll continue to see me through as i continue to push others through lord god let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto thy sight O lord my strength and my redeemer and lord god i ask you right now that you will continue to lead me you will continue to guide me you will continue to give me instruction and direction lord god lord god i ask you to increase my spirit of discernment lord god so that i will recognize how to know what's good and what's bad i will recognize between the difference of love and hate lord god that i will be able to discern what's good and what's not and lord god i ask you right now lord god that those that are on this live that you will continue to bless them you will continue to encourage them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet lord god and lord god let them know that they don't have to be the the the, the borrower that they can be the lender let them know that they don't have to be the tail that they can be the head. Lord God, let them know that they don't have to be beneath, but they can be above. So Lord God, I thank you right now, Lord God, for their life, their health, and their strength. And Lord God, that you will continue to cover me and use me as, as you would, Lord God. If I don't, if you don't say anything, Lord God, nothing will be said, Lord God. Lord God, let us know that you are a God that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly, Lord God. Lord God, there, we can't do anything without you, but with you, we know that you can do all things. So God, we just thank you for this lesson on today. Continue to allow somebody to receive salvation, deliverance, restoration, healing, uh, uh, whatever they need from you, Lord God. Let this new day be a great day for them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord God, we love you on today and we bless your name and we glorify you. And then with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says amen, amen, and amen. Now I have a question and I'm going to ask, if you desire to have a new day, will you write in the comments, I want this day to be my new day. Amen. I'll write it down so you would have it. I want this day to be my new day. I want this day to be my new day. Will you follow me in the comments? I want this day to be my new day day amen I want this day to be my new day I want this day to be my new day and I'm gonna put that up on the screen for those of you who may come back through later um, I'm asking everyone if they want this day to be a new day just write in the comments I want this day to be my new day amen and so if you desire to have this day to be your new day I'm going to show you and teach you through this Bible study lesson how you can have this day to be your new day amen so March 6 a new day 1st Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 and it reads love does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs amen it keeps no records of wrongs hello how you doing Lysandra and so um, our devotion message uh, lesson on today reads when we're hurt or offended we try to forgive but it's hard to forget we bring up past failures in the heat of an argument we joke and complain to family and friends about our partner's mistakes. We pull away from our loved one, waiting for them to let us down again. 
Commit to honor one another today. Tear down the pile of rocks, memories of the past that you throw when you're angry. Lay down your desire to defend yourself. Seek each other's good. Guard your spouse's reputation by respectful words that build them up. Today can be a new beginning. The past can remain in the past. You can forgive as the Lord forgave you. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. And that's in Isaiah 43 and 25. And I want to read that. I want to read that right quick in Isaiah. Because you have to understand where Isaiah was coming from. And Isaiah is really a good book to study. Amen. Isaiah 43, 25 again reads, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. And 26 says, Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. 27 says, The first father hath sinned, and thy teachers have transgressed against me. Therefore I have profaned the prince of the sanctuary, and have given Jacob to the curse, and Israel to reproaches. Listen to what this is actually saying. How trembling... It is to remind someone of a past offense. But when God forgives our sins, he totally forgets them. We never have to fear that he will remind us of them later because God forgives us our sin. We need to forgive others. We need to forgive others. We need to forgive others let me say let me say this to you all listen to this let me let me let me let me explain something to you all listen we need to forgive others why why do we need to forgive others it's not so much about them but it's about you. When we don't forgive others, that stuff stays in our hearts. It stays in our minds. It stays in our thoughts. It stays in our feelings. It stays in our emotions. And when we don't release the unforgiveness, it causes us to say bad things. It causes us to have bad behavior. It causes us to be unseemly. It causes us to be rude and disrespectful. It causes us not to allow Jesus and God our Father in heaven to forgive us. The scripture clearly tells us if we do not forgive others, then our Father which is in heaven will not forgive us. It never says that we will forget about the offense. It never says that we will forget about the hurt. It never says that we will forget about the pain that was caused to us. It never said that we will forget about what has happened. But because we still must forgive, it releases us of the pain of being stuck in, a, in the past. 
Amen. So even though you can still forgive them and don't have to be back in the relationship, you can forgive them and don't have to continue to stand for the abuse. You can forgive them and still be able to walk away and love them. And when they need help, you're able to help. But there has been some boundaries and there has been some standards and there has been some lines that must be set so that there won't be crossed again for hurt to take place again. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. We need to forgive others. We must forgive others. So when when um, Isaiah said in 25, when Isaiah said, I, even I, am he that blotted out thy transgressions. You have to understand that it, it, it's so, it is it's so tempting. It is so tempting to remind somebody how they hurt us. It is so tempting to tell somebody their faults and their mistakes that they brought against us. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that we forget, but we don't always have to bring up somebody's past to remind them what they did to us because we wouldn't want somebody to be reminding us of our past failures or our past mistakes or our past sins we don't want nobody bringing stuff back to us so why must we continue to bring stuff back to others you gotta love you gotta love without stipulations you gotta love without consequences you gotta love without being partial if you're gonna love you gotta forgive and if you're gonna forgive you gotta love amen and so what happens is it does it puts us in a place and it tries to keep us there. But we don't understand is it's Satan. Satan comes to plant those thoughts. Satan comes to plant our emotions. Because it's what we keep in our heart. Even Peter said to Ananias, why did you allow Satan to come into your heart? Even Jesus said to um, his disciples, why do you allow Satan to come into your heart? I'm telling, Jesus says, I'm telling you what you're going to do. I'm telling you what you're going to allow. Judas, I'm telling you, you're going to allow the Satan to, to cause you to betray me. Uh, Peter, you're going to allow Satan to cause you to deny me three times. But even in that, when Peter asked Jesus, well, how many times must we, must we forgive them? Seven times seven? And Jesus says, no. Seventy times seventy. So can I say that Jesus was being sarcastic? He probably was. And Peter probably didn't make it worse. Because it's so hard to forgive. But here's the thing. Somebody said, well, they keep hurting me. They keep, they keep um, using me. They keep mistreating me. The Bible tells us in Matthew. And I said this earlier as I was encouraging someone else. Matthew, Matthew chapter 5. He said it right here. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. All you can do is pray for them. No, you don't have to accept them back into your life. No, you don't have to accept them back into your space. No, you don't have to ex accept them back into your house. No, you don't have to accept them back into your as a relationship. But you can pray for them. And pray that God has mercy on them. Pray that grace abounds for them. Pray that they will receive salvation. Pray that they will receive forgiveness. Pray for them. Don't hate them. Don't scar, don't scar them. Don't push them. Don't belittle them. 
pray for them. But here's the thing. I heard somebody say, well, I don't pray for something that I don't love. Well, I don't pray for somebody that I don't love. What? So God prayed for us when we did some horrible things. Jesus still intercedes for us. He said we can't even get to the Father with unless we go through him first. So therefore, if Jesus intercedes for us, what makes we think that we can bypass Jesus' laws or bypass the commandments or bypass the statutes or the judgments to make it into heaven and we can't even love we can't even love our neighbor as we were commanded to love ourselves? I'm talking about a new day. Those who wrote, I want this day to be my new day, that means there's some changes that need to take place if there's some things that's on you that shouldn't be on you or in you that's stopping you from forgiving or stopping you from loving. A new day. Amen. Listen, I want to go to Lamentations. Lamentations. Lamentations 3, and I'm going to read verses 20 21 through 26. 21 through 26, and I'll put it down here. Lamentations 3, 21 through 26. I want you to hear what it says. Lamentations is literally right after, um, I want to say it's right before, was it right after Ezekiel? I don't know. Let me see. I had it earlier. Here we go. Lamentations chapter 3. And I'm going to start at the 21st verse. And I'm going to read down to the 26th verse. Listen to this. This I recall to my mind. Therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. 23 says, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. 24, the Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. 25, the Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. 26, it is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. 27, now I want to stop at 26. Now, listen to what Isaiah 43 says. Now listen to what Isaiah, I'm sorry, Isaiah 40. Now listen to what Isaiah 40 says. Now listen to this. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not thanked. Amen. We all need regular times to listen to God. Waiting upon the Lord is expecting his promised strength to help us rise above life's distractions and difficulties. Listening to God help, uh, helps us be prepared for when he speaks to us. Be patient when he asks us to wait and expect him to fulfill the promises found in his word. Amen. So what happens is we have to ask ourselves. 
can we wait for God to do what needs to be done? Or will we continue to not have patience and continue to complain about what others has done to us or what others are doing to us? Because we have to understand that new a new day is new mercies. It's just said that it is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. Every day he wakes us up to new mercies because of the compassion that he has for us. We can't continue to wallow in sin. We can't continue to wallow in unforgiveness. We can't continue to wallow in malice. We can't continue to wallow in jealousy because of what happened on yesterday or what happened five minutes ago or what happened one second ago. We have to continue to pray every day for God to continue to do what he needs to do concerning us and where we are with him. Because the scripture just told us in the beginning it was our first father who sinned, which was Adam. When he allowed his wife to give him the fruit from the tree. And when they ate it, their eyes were open and they recognized they were naked. And when they hid from God and God walks in the garden, he asked them, where are they? And their response is, we hid ourselves because we were naked. We were ashamed. We feeling guilty. So God asked, well, who told you that you were naked? When Adam and Eve's eyes were open, they realized they were naked. But God asked, who told you you were naked? He knew what had taken place. But God has to let us know we must recognize where we are. We must recognize our nakedness. We must recognize our own sins. We must recognize our own flesh. We must recognize our own wrongdoing. We must recognize our own behavior. We must recognize our own attitude. We must recognize how we hurt other people. We must recognize. And then recognize we need a new day. I want to be in a new day. I want to make sure that if I do wake up and God's mercy wakes me up, that it's a new day that I'm no longer holding on to hurt, that I'm no longer holding on to pain, that I'm no longer holding on to disgust, that I'm no longer holding on to envy, that I'm no longer holding on to jealousy, that I'm no longer holding on to witchcraft, that I'm no longer holding on to bad relationships, that I'm no longer holding on verbal abuse, that I'm no longer holding on to physical abuse, that I'm no longer holding on to stuff that doesn't need to be on me because I'm looking to have a new day. Lord, help me, Jesus. But what comes along and says, hey, I want to encourage you. Hey, can I bless you on today? Hey, do you need a hug on today? Hey, is everything okay? And we use those famous words. I'm good. I'm not okay, but it will be. Well, can I pray with you? No, I'm good. 
So God sends help. The scripture tells us that he is our right now present help. But because the help that we're, that God sends, we don't want to receive that sort of help. So we refuse to have a new day. So we refuse to have a new day. So our lesson scripture Bible study text is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the fifth verse. And it reads, doeth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. It is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Okay. So now I want to go back up and I want to start at the first verse. So first Corinthians 13. 1 through 13. I may get through the whole thing and I may not. Amen. So, Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting at the first verse reads, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and through and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. Paul was saying, I have the gift of prophecy. I understand all the mysteries. I have all the knowledge. I have all faith. I even have faith that I can remove mountains. But if I don't have love, I don't have nothing. If I don't have love, I don't have nothing. Verse 3 says, And though I give all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it continues to profit me nothing. It doesn't matter if I'm not having sex. It doesn't matter if I give to the poor. It doesn't matter if I clothe the naked. If I don't have love, I have nothing. It profits me nothing. I gain nothing when you don't have love. Verse 4. Love suffereth long. Love is kind. Love envieth not. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. And verse 5. And love does not behave rude. It does not behave unseemly. It does not have bad behavior. Love does not seek its own. When you love yourself, you're going to love others. You can't love others, then you can't love yourself. And if you have a problem with loving yourself, then you need to get the love of Jesus so that he can show you how he loves you 
literally loves you so that you can feel the true love that you have and now from Jesus so you can give it to your neighbor you can give it to your family you can give it to your friends you can give it to those you minister with you can give it to those you work with you can give it to those you see on the streets or driving on the interstate when they flip you off and you just smile and say God bless you that is love. Verse 6 says, Rejoice is not in iniquity. Love is not sin. Love is not resentful. Love is not disobedience. Love is not witchcraft. Love is not strife. Love is not contention. Love is not discord. Love is not division. But love rejoices in truth. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, you will help restore me. If you love me, you will give me a drink of water. If you love me, you will feed me when I'm hungry. If you love me, you will pick me up off the side of the road. If you love me, you can say hello to me. If you love me, you can have a conversation with me. If you love me, you will forgive me. If you love me. Love beareth all things. Love believeth all things. Love hopeth all things. Love endureth all things. Love never fails. But whether there be prophecies, a prophecy will fall. Tongues will fall. Knowledge will fall. But when you have love, it should never fail. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers a multitude of faults. Love covers a multitude of mistakes. Love covers. Love doesn't uncover. Love covers me with meekness. And you uncover me to the Lord. And you don't uncover me to the people. You don't uncover me to strangers, but you but your love keeps me covered while you're helping me come out of sin, while you're helping me to come out of weaknesses, while you're helping me to come out of transgressions, while you're helping me come out of mistakes and failures. You're pushing me because you love me. You don't pull me because you hate me. You push me because you love me. Verse 10 says, but when that which is perfect is come, which is Jesus Christ, then that which is in part shall be done away. Paul said, verse 11, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, meaning faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love, hope, faith, 
love. And out of those three, it is still love that is the greatest of those three. Love. We must love others. We must love others. We must love others. We must love others. It's a new day. If there is someone that you have a problem with and you just cannot speak to. In order for you to have a new day. You're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to make a choice. Because of the love of Jesus Christ. And we must love others. Listen. Listen. Our society con confuses love and lust. Unlike lust, God's kind of love is directed outward towards others not inward toward ourselves. It is utterly unselfish. This love is not natural. It is possible only if God help us set aside our own desires and instincts so we can give love while expecting nothing in return. Thus, the closer we come to Christ, the more love we will show to others. God gives us spiritual gifts for life on earth in order to build up in order to serve and in order to strengthen fellow Christians. The spiritual gifts are for the church. In eternity, we will be made perfect and complete and will be in the way in the very presence of God. We will no longer need the spiritual gifts, so they will come to an end. Love will never fail when you have the right type of love. Paul offered a glimpse into the future to give us hope that one day we will be complete when we will see God's face to face. This truth should strengthen our faith. We don't have all the answers now, but then we will. Someday we will see Christ in person and be able to see with God's perspective. In the morally corrupt Corinth, love had become a mixed up term with little meaning. Today, people are still confused about love. Love is the greatest of all human qualities, and it is an attitude and it is an attribute of God himself. It involves unselfish service to others. It gives evidence that you care. Faith is the foundation and content of God's message. Hope is the attitude and focus. Love is action. When faith and hope are in line, you are free to love completely because you understand how God loves. And you understand how God loves. And I want to go to um, Psalms 90 first. Let me go to Psalms 90. 
Let me go to Psalms 90, chapter 4. And I'm almost done. Psalms 90. And I'm going to, matter of fact, I'm going to read Psalms 90. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 10. And this is a prayer of Moses. This is the prayer that Moses made to God. Listen to this. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or even thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Though turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return, you children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday, when it is past. And as a watch in the night, thou carriest them away as with a flood. They are as a sleep. In the morning they are like grass, which groweth up. In the morning it flourishes and groweth up. In the morning it is cut down and withereth. 7 says, For we are consumed by your anger, and by your wrath are we troubled. You have set our iniquities before us, our secret sins in the light of your continents. Verse 9 says, For all our days are passed away in your wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. And verse 10 says, The days of our years are three score years and ten. And if by reason of strength, they be fourscore years. Yet is their strength labor and sorrow. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. For those of you who don't know what three score is. In the word of God, in the Bible, each score means 20. So if the days of our years are three score years and 10. That's 20, 40, 60 plus 10 is 70. But by reason of strength. Because of strength of our labor and sorrow, we're given an extra 10 years. If we live according to the word of God, if we live according to his commandments, if we live according to his statutes, if we live according to how we love our neighbors as much as we love ourselves, if we receive salvation, if we're asking for forgiveness, if we have a repentant life, if we are praying and fasting, we will live to see 80 years. Because, as Moses said in his prayer, in verse 4, for a thousand years in your sight, or but as yesterday when it is past. So if we go over to, let me say this right quick. If we go over to Second um, Peter, Second Peter three and eight. Second Peter three and eight reads, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. That one day is with the Lord 
as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Listen, God may have seemed slow to these believers as they face persecution every day, and long to be delivered. But God is not slow. He just is not on our timetable. Jesus is waiting so that more sinners will repent and turn to him. We must not sit and wait for him, but live in the realization that time is short and we have important work to do. Be ready to meet him anytime even today yet plan your course of service as if he may not return for many years what you have to understand is this verse 10 says but the day of the lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up christ's second coming will be sudden and terrible for those who do not believe in him but if we are normally clean if we are morally clean and spiritually alert it won't come as a surprise it will not come as a surprise and as Christians who are living according to the word of God and have the love of Jesus Christ in your heart, your action speaks love. We won't be surprised when that day comes when Jesus cracks the sky because the scripture tells us that he's going to come in a blink of an eye. He's going to come like a thief in the night. He's going to take some of you by surprise. But others who already know is not going to be surprised. Because we are to live our day as if it's our last day. So our new day needs to be our last day. Our, we need to live our new day as if this is our last day. Lord have mercy. We need to live our new day as if it's our last day. We need to live our new day as if it is our last day. We need We need to live our new day 
as if it is our last day because we don't know when Jesus Christ is coming back. We don't know when he's going when he's going to come and crack that sky. We don't know. So our heart and our mind needs to be right. We need to be continue we need to continue to live a righteous lifestyle. We need to continue to be to have a godly behavior. We need to continue to be to live holiness, righteousness, godliness. That is love. Listen. I'm going to read this right here one more time. Listen. When we're hurt or offended, we try to forgive, but it's hard to forget. That is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. We bring up past failures in the heat of an argument. That is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. We joke and complain to family and friends about our partner's mistakes. That is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. We pull away from our loved one, waiting for them to let us down again. That's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. But this is what we need to, to this is what we need to do. We need to commit to honor one another today. We need to tear down the pile of rocks. Meaning we need to tear down the memories of our past. So that when you throw. When you're angry. We throw those rocks when we're angry. But if we throw those. Listen. If we throw down the pile of those rocks. Meaning we throw down the memories of the past. We won't be throwing those rocks of past. Into the people. Whether it's family. Whether it's friends. Whether it's the people at the market. It doesn't matter who it is. We need to stop throwing the rocks and then hiding our hands. Listen. We must continue to seek each other's good. We need to continue to guard your spouse's reputation by respecting words that build them up. Stop tearing them down. The Bible tells us that a, a foolish wife tear down her husband's hands continually. But a wise wife buildeth, buildeth her husband. A wise woman buildeth her house. A foolish woman continues to tear it down with her own hands. By her own words. Today can be a new beginning. Today can be a new day for you. The past can remain in the past. You can forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. Amen. So, today's prayer. Lord, give us a fresh start today. Help us to fully forgive as you forgive us. Lord, continue to guard our hearts from holding grudges about the past. Lord, Feel our marriage. Lord, feel our relationship. Lord, feel my mind. Lord, feel my thoughts with mercy and grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. God is good and he is worthy to be praised. God is marvelous. He wakes us up every day with new mercies. Amen. Let today be your new day. Amen. Amen. God bless you. 
Know that I'm praying for you. And I pray that the word blesses your heart. And I pray that you live your new day as if this is your last day. Amen. So God bless you all. Know that I'm praying for you. Know that I love you. But God loves you more. If it's God's will, I'll be on on my personal page. Uh, can we talk about it live? Amen. My Sunday morning message. My Sunday morning message will be sorrow for sin. And it's coming from Joel chapter 2, 12 through 13. Amen. Amen. May the, God, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Amen. Amen.